Okay, everybody, there are two things you have to do in business. Number one, you gotta stay in business, all right? But then number two, you gotta make sure you're not paying too much money to Uncle Sam. Tax strategies is what we are talking today. How do you keep more money in your pocket? How do you grow and scale your business quicker? I got Chris Middleton in the house. Tax strategies for your business. Stick around for this one. What's going on, man? How are you doing? Life's good, jamming. I appreciate it. So, uh, first of all, in full disclosure, I mean, uh, you've been able to help my company out and uh, I've been able to see you a couple times at various conferences. Um, tax strategy, that's, your, that's what you do, huh? That's been in the business for almost 17 years and tax strategy focused for about five. How does somebody get into tax strategy? Because I doubt that someone graduates high school and thinks, you know what, I just really want to get involved with taxes. Yeah, well, so I'm a, I'm a weirdo like that. Um, tax, so to be a tax strategist, so I, you know, I, I tell people I've been doing taxes for almost 17 years. And I used to be the guy that people would come to and say, hey, Chris, I need to save money on taxes. This tax bill is obscene. I'd be like, you're right, you pay too much, so here's what you should do. And they'd write a bunch of notes down. I'd, I'd feel good because I felt like I was giving advice. They felt good because they're like, yeah, I'm gonna save money on taxes. Mm -hmm. They'd leave my desk, come back the next year, and I'm like, hey, great to see you. I remember we talked about this, this, and this. What'd you do? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh man, got busy with my kids, my family, just trying to stay in business, running the business. And so I realized, you know, what I was doing, I was doing a disservice to my clients, to my friends, the people I interacted with, mm -hmm. by not giving them actionable advice that was really more specific. There's too much generality. Yeah. So I've developed a system and a, and a way to help people overcome that and actually take what I give them and put it into motion. So when we talk about strategies though for taxes, I mean, it can get complicated, I think, and a little bit intimidating for people to look at. But you are more focused on the strategy throughout the year. What are you going to do to make sure you're not hurting come what, you know, the end of that year? Right. So you're really, your specialty is really in, okay, let's put together a plan for your business, not just simply try to play behind the eight ball when you get to that December, November part and you try to start thinking about it. Exactly. There, there are things in January, February, March, all throughout the year that you can be doing to optimize. And I hate it when, especially for contractors, that you know they they go to their tax person and they're like my my tax person told me to just buy a bunch of stuff and i had a guy tell me he's like chris i have enough stuff i don't need more stuff there's got to be other ways to mitigate my taxes than just buying more stuff mm. and the answer is yes and like you said intimidating right the last thing people want to do is deal with their taxes. Mm -hmm. You feel that pain point when you pay your quarterlies or when you file your taxes and you're paying your tax bill and then you're like, okay, I want to focus on my business and the fun part of business which is serving your clients, serving your customers, driving revenue, growing your business. Mm -hmm. Dealing with that bottom line is just 
pure misery for most most people. Yeah, I agree with you. It is, and, and me included. I think a lot of new business owners out there, and even seasoned ones, um, it's not something they ever want to think about. They almost pass it along the buck to somebody else. They think about it a couple of times a year, uh, but it's always in the forefront of our minds is that you know that bill or that situation is coming around the corner at some point. Right. I think that anxiety, though, comes when you don't prepare for what inevitably is going to happen. As I say, you, just, you let that pile sit on your desk and it just keeps on going more and more and it just can become a little bit overwhelming for people. Right. And I'd say the way to get over that is, you know, just take, push yourself into that position where you're managing it and starting to tackle that. So we're going into year end right now sure. and people ask, well, what can I do to save money on taxes. So step one is if you don't know your numbers, get your numbers together, right? That's step one to, to say, where am I at and where am I trending for this year? And where am I going to end the year at strong wise, right? Mm -hmm. Strength wise. Um, so that's really knowing your numbers and getting that set is really the first, first step. So number one, you need to get your numbers in order. Um, you're not running a successful business if you don't know what your numbers are. And this is going to, that's just good for typical scaling and, and growth, but right. also good because you're going to need to know um, what is the income, what kind of cost do I have, all those things that you know sometimes can get a little bit away from us when we're doing business in the, throughout the year. Right. Um, I want to dive in though to some of the things that people should be doing or they can do now. We're at the end of the year. Right. What advice do you have for somebody who maybe is, maybe they haven't paid attention to taxes like they should, um, maybe a little bit of their business got away from them. Um, we see a lot right now with uh, blue collar workers in Florida right now. They've had an influx of new jobs and new income coming in with the hurricane that we had here. Yep. Things change, but what can someone do? What should they be looking at at the end of the year right now if perhaps their strategy hasn't been on point um, for the other 10 months of the year? Yeah, so get your numbers together, but then look, when you do that, you can look and see, well, hey, where are there areas that I'm lacking, right? Where are, my area, where are the areas that you're not optimized? And so one of those would be your home usage. So your home office and your king, your uh, castle, mm -hmm. there you go, your king of the castle, right, your castle. Well, there's a little something called the Augusta rule. You've heard me speak about mm -hmm. this at the One Industry model, One Model and, and different places. And there's a rule in the Internal Revenue Code where you can rent your home out mm -hmm. to the world for as long as it's 14 days or less. You don't have to pay income tax on the rent that you collect. So the, the loophole for business is as long again as 14 days or less, you can rent your home to your business. Yep. And like you said, hurricane, I mean, if you've got, if you're in Florida here and you've got crews coming in and you're, you have a home or your home is here, you can have training sessions, right? You're probably doing training sessions for sales reps on what are the laws in Florida that may be different than the state that you normally operate in or how do you how do you sell the people in a crisis you know they have a need and they've just experienced a crisis so there's a human element to that so I, I bet you dollars to donuts that contractors and roofers and and people in the trades are are having meetings mm -hmm. like that training sessions so the value of the venue is what they're missing Understood. So if that, that's just great man and I've seen you speak about this and it's something that some people will raise their hand They've heard of it, but the vast majority, I'd say 80% have not. 
Right. Um, and these are the kind of things that when we talk about strategy, I think that we're really talking about. Because these are things that should be thought of not come October, but earlier in the year. Exactly. Um, as we look at 2023, what strategies would you have for someone stepping in front of you? Because I'm really looking for, you know, how do you develop these as well? You know, do you talk to somebody? Do you get a chance to know them? Um, is that Should that be the expectation when someone comes to a tax strategist like yourself? And the second part of that question being, what, what advice would you have for 2023? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, really, it's your your fact pattern. It's understanding, you know, what your situation is. Taxes are taxes, and the tax code applies to everybody. Um, but your situation and your tax return is going to look slightly different than mine. Mm -hmm. It's going to look slightly different from the guy down the street. Um, so, understanding, you know, what you can do. So, if you have employees, you know, do you have uh, kids or family that you can employ? putting them on payroll, legitimately giving them things to do in their business. Uh, employee retention, there's mm. huge. So if you're looking to expand your business and hire, grow and scale, in the trades there's this huge tax credit called the WATSI, Workers Opportunity Tax Credit, or WATSI. If you're not screening, if you're not screening for the WATSI eligibility when you're first hiring somebody, look at your systems, look at your onboarding process and say, why are we not screening for that? And let's start asking those questions. Now that's tricky because they're legal questions. You don't want to get in trouble for discrimination, but understanding here are the criteria this person that we hire could have attached to them a three or $4,000 tax credit. Mm -hmm. That's huge. If you hire 100 people a year and two or three of them have that credit, you just picked up six to eight grand worth of tax savings. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that, tell me a little bit about your process though. I think that's a great thing to think about when you're talking about employee retention. Uh, my suggestion would be if you have a company that has an HR department, something to speak with them about so you don't get in trouble when it comes to the discrimination side and you're, you're asking the right questions. What do you do when someone comes to you? And I say this because not just so people out there can get familiar what's going to happen when they go to Chris Middleton for tax strategy, but maybe they're using somebody else or maybe they're shopping around, Chris. What would be a red flag to you if you were looking for a tax strategist or something that you'd be like, okay, this guy is somebody maybe I should be working with? So I just, I wrote a blog article post about um, audit your CPA, right? Okay. Which uh, I'll share that link with you. But you know, when you're coming to somebody, you want to say, look, how are you proactive? Ask them, you know, how are you proactive in working with your clients? How often do you meet with your clients? So if somebody's like, oh, well, you know, I, I was I was interviewing a guy to add to my referral network, and I said, tell me about your client journey. Tell me about your client process when somebody comes to you how does what does that journey look and he's like well you know couldn't really tell me mm. like ah if you can't tell me what that looks like when somebody first comes to you how you're going to work with them and what the process is going to be that's like going to a roofer and you know saying well what okay what, what's the steps along the way i don't know anything about roofs right mm. i'm a homeowner but educate me help me understand what i needed to be doing to be successful to work with you so when i work with people we we break it down and say there's a discovery phase. I dig in and ask questions that you've never been asked before. I get that all the time. They're like, never been asked these questions before by anybody, much less my tax person. So yeah. dig in and say, what are you not doing that you should be? What are you doing that needs to be tuned up? And what are you already doing 
to maximize your taxes that is fine and we can just leave that alone. And then from there we say, okay, here's what you're missing. Now we go into an implementation phase. So during that implementation phase for me, that roadmap, I'm helping somebody over typically two to three months acting as kind of their personal trainer in their tax world and saying, let's get you in shape. And then we move into a maintenance. Now the maintenance is there's a lot less lifting there. Mm-hmm. So we, we work with people and our touching base two, two, three times, sometimes four times a year, say, here's what you need to do. And who's your team member? Who's your person that you've got that kind of manages this and help automate the process? Long answer to a short question. No. Sorry. <laughs> well, that, that asks me another question, which is if you do have somebody who's working with you on your taxes, is it something that they need to be in regular contact with you? What do you consider to be an appropriate amount of time that someone should be spending with you or and, and someone should be spending with their person if they have one? Most of the time, two to three meetings a year outside of the tax realm is fine. With the trades, you're looking, you, there's seasonality, right? There's, there's seasonality to your business. Some people are just jamming busy all year long, but you know, there's natural breaks. So I would say, you know your business better than anyone. So know when your natural breaks are and say, okay, we just got through a busy season. Let's make sure our books and records are up to date. And then let's touch base with our person that's got our back on the tax side to say, hey, here's where we're trending. This is what things look like. What do we need to be doing proactively? Or at that point, that's a reminder where I say, hey, you've already done the work to lay this foundation for the Augusta rule. Let's make sure you get in those 14 days. Can't tell you how many clients that are in the maintenance stage and they're coming to me and I'm like, how many days have you done? Oh, like three, bro, you've got 11 more to go. (laughs) You've got 11 days that you can opt to 14 total for the year. So push the envelope, right? Go up to that, that's the gray area. Go up to that gray area and say, hey, let's optimize and get those full 14 days usage out of your business. Mm -hmm. That's a tax-free way to get money out of your business because that money coming out as rent is not taxed to you as an owner. I think it's great. Now, you talk about those people coming to you earlier, they get that strategy down. I understand that you're, I love the discovery side that you said there and asking questions to get to know more than just the, the basics about someone. And I've, I've been on that call with you and um, I can't remember the gentleman's name we were on the call with there, your partner, I believe in- Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Um, great stuff, really was incredible stuff. Um, what does somebody need to have though to get started? Because is, I think it can be a little bit overwhelming for someone to maybe they have a tax strategist and they want to move, they're not happy or maybe they don't feel like they're getting the same personalized attention they once did. What do you expect someone to have when they come to Chris Milton? So I'm pretty relaxed when it comes to, you know, if you really want to pour f- fuel on the fire and just be ready to jam, have your books and records up to date, have the last two tax returns ready, and then just be ready to have a conversation. I, I got a guy who reached out to me on Facebook and he's like, hey Chris, I haven't filed my taxes in 10 years. And I just reached back out to him. I was like, I'm, I'm super proud of you, man. You, you had the humility to be like, hey, I need to talk to somebody about this. And, and his response was he just opened up because he, he was at a place where he was willing to talk about it. And I say that and I bring that, that case up because taxes are scary. The IRS is scary. The government sure. is scary. And they're not any getting any less scary because they're just being super aggressive about taking our money. And so 
really the first thing you need to have is a willingness to say, hey, one, I don't know everything about this. That's why they're subject matter experts. And two, I just need to be open and pop open my books and be like, hey, maybe you feel like you're not crushing it the way that you should be. That's fine. I look at people, I'm like, dude, you're killing it. This is great. You're, you're finding great success. Or, you know, here's areas where you can improve and, and grow. But just be willing to have that conversation. And then the other piece is, you know, knowing that not everybody knows everything about everything. Mm -hmm. Most of yeah. the time, right? I mean, sure. And you may be working with a CPA that's really quality about putting the right numbers in the right boxes, but they may not be a proactive, strategy minded, forward thinking thinker. With that in mind, somebody, let's just say they're over that hump, they're like, okay, I can get some stuff together here. I mean, I can get some books and records and some taxes together for the last couple of years. Um, what, what kind of things are you looking at then in 2023 for somebody? Um, we're only a couple months away from entering into that year. Are there anything new, I guess is my question that I should be asking, things that, because we always hear about the tax code getting revamped or redone or you know thousands of agents getting hired and all this different stuff that I think tends to confuse people. But tell me, is there anything new that people need to be looking out for, something they need to be considering 2023? That's a great question because the timing right now, um, tax codes, that's right about now is when they start to bat around the tax codes and everything. There are some things expiring, um, some bonus depreciation things are expiring. Okay. Um, so if you were thinking about getting some equipment or doing something, upgrading a machine or something, right now would be the time to kind of eyeball that and say, hey, is this a smart purchase, right, for tax purposes. Um, the meals are 100% deductible if purchased from a restaurant. That provision is expiring this year as well. So there are some things kind of coming up. So I would say, I predict, I think, if I had a crystal ball, which I don't, but you know, sometimes my bald head, if I tilt my head down yeah. in the mirror just right. Now, um, I think that they're gonna take away a bunch of things that are tax breaks. I think I see the I see the IRS and Congress saying, "Hey, we need to raise more money." Right? We pushed out so much money into the economy, so I see them tightening the belt on some things and and limiting some deductions or limiting some things. So, my advice is, there the Augusta rule that I talked about mm -hmm. that's been around since the '70s. Wow. That's been a loophole that's been around since the '70s and pre 1977, I believe. It was not limited to 14 days. It was unlimited. Wow. So people could just rent their houses out. So there, there are tried and true areas in the tax code and opportunities to save money that I say fundamentally haven't changed a lot. Mm. I picked up a book as a thrift store and picked up a book from uh, 2013. There was tax codes, uh, 405 tax write-offs for self-employed, and I was flipping through, and I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, and I looked at the date, and I'm like, oh, yeah, a lot of that stuff is, I was like, this, this, and this are not the same. Sure. Limits change or whatever, but the tax code is pretty consistent. There's not a ton of changes that come around, except for the, every few years they revamp and try to save their jobs in Congress and look like they're doing something. <laughs> Let me ask you, because you mentioned Congress there a couple times, we're talking about laws. 
just want your personal opinion. Uh, my more conservative people in my audience will say, you know what, Chris, if we hired a bunch of 86,000 or whatever, whatever number there was, IRS agents, you heard about this. Right. And man, they're coming after the, the conservative businesses. And people feel as though out there in the world that their business is unfairly targeted depending on their political views. Hmm. You know, you know a lot about taxes. Is there any, I'm not going to say you don't have a crystal ball, but do you, have you heard that? And do you believe that there is some, there, is there a political aspect to, to taxes at all in your opinion? Well, very political. And, and like I said, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. And, um, you can read the tax law, you can read the, the, the rules and see which side of the aisle you're like, oh, that side of the aisle influenced that. They're trying to, to it, uh, exert economic influence through the tax code. Um, so yeah, the, I would say yes, very political. I would, I would say this though, in my experience dealing with the IRS and the IRS agents, most of them, the, the rank and file, the 87,000 rank yeah. and file that they're hiring are just like you and I, they're getting up to do their job and they're just trying to, to go out in the world and perform their job, right? Sure. Um, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, my business is going to, the audit risk is going to go up. Audit, audits are on the rise. I think that's a combination of technology, um, things becoming more and more computerized and automated. Um, I'm not super concerned about the 87,000 agents because a lot of those are going to be replacing backfilling people that have retired mm -hmm. people that when COVID came they're like peace I'm out I'm done they were kind of on the cusp of retiring um, filling in the ranks to get phone support and everything not all 87,000 are going to be in your face IRS audit agents I'm more concerned about the IRS budget going from almost 10 billion to almost a hundred billion mm. in the next decade. That's going to mean computerized systems, you know, updating um, the IRS is one of the last, I think there's three legacy systems that are still running on computer systems from the eighties. The IRS system is one of those that's going to be updated and putting into modern technology and computer systems is going to help their efficiency. Got it. So I would also look at that. There's probably a higher, probably a higher cost of litigation. Um, you know, we have, we live in a, in a society where everything seems to be litigated. So I believe that there's probably going to be an increased cost of that. Um, Pull back the curtain though, a little bit for me on this IRS thing. I think a lot of my viewers would like to know how does it even work? So, I mean, I mean that like at a, like we, I, I'm just kind of interested to know this, like my taxes get sent in, I'll give you a way I'm thinking about this. When you're talking about like blue collar, like roofs and people like that, they have adjusters that come out from an insurance company. Right. Adjuster looks at that and they send an estimate over to a, a desk adjuster and that desk adjuster will go through a list and they decide whether a roof should cost this much or a restoration job or a flood damage is this much. And they spit back out a number that goes to a homeowner. How does the process even work? Like I send in this stuff to some address somewhere, somebody I guess picks this up. What is what happens with your taxes from there? I'm, I'm sure this is a question you've thought about. Yeah, so it's so there's actually a roadmap, and I think you've seen that image where it's the roadmap of the IRS, but it looks like a rat's nest or a subway system. It's just super convoluted. Um, you can actually Google the IRS roadmap and see that image, right? 
um, crazy how complex that is. But at the end of the day, the we file our taxes. Mm -hmm. Most of the time you're going to file electronically. That's going to be processed largely electronically by the IRS. Um, the human interaction is starting to be less and less, which is why they're wanting to invest into the, the systems. But um, the tax system in the United States is really an on your honor. It's like, yeah, I, I file my tax. Scout's honor, it's, it's accurate. So I, I tell people, because they always say, well, my buddy down the street or my buddy that you know does this, he's writing off this, this, and this. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. Here's why you don't want to do that because these are the rules. Mm -hmm. So I tell people you can do anything you want on a tax return. You can write off your, your spouse's Gucci purse as a suitcase or a briefcase for work and stuff like that. But if you get audited, you got to be able to defend it. And that's the struggle with the taxes. It's you want to push the envelope and take every deduction you're entitled to and every loophole that you're entitled to, but you want to stay, you want to stay within the bounds of what they allow. Talking about this audit thing, because that's what everyone is scared of. They're scared of their business being audited, their life being audited. Is there some, I mean, I, I, they're looking over my taxes, and I guess somebody eventually goes, hmm, something here doesn't seem right, and they send it to another person who goes, yes, this doesn't seem right, we want to get more information about this, and then the audit process begins for you. Is that right? Most of the time in an audit, they, they trigger, like they might see a huge spike in meals mm -hmm. or travel. Those are two areas that they love to pick apart because, um, quite frankly, people take more than they should in those areas um, they and and you know they'll they'll usually target two to three items on a tax return and say hey defend your position like show us the proof of what that category is you claimed eighty thousand nine hundred and forty three dollars in meals that's a lot of meals so you know even if for a sizable organization that's generating you know five six seven eight million whatever so so at the end of the day you know they'll target so you just got to be make sure that you have a system in place it all comes back to systems and as you especially as you grow and scale you want to have your systems dialed in and be able to uh, have documentation processes both for your internal controls and make sure that you're spending money I'll tell you this my dad growing up always told me he said never do anything just for the tax purposes mm. he said if you spend a dollar you're gonna get 30 cents back maybe right you're out you gave up 70 cents that you could have kept in your home in your pocket in your bank account to fuel your lifestyle, your investments, whatever it is. So never say, oh, it's a write-off, it's a write-off, it's a write-off, because you're spending money and maybe saving 30 cents on the dollar, depending on the state. I'm in California, so mm -hmm. you know, the state that's 50 cents on the dollar, so it's a little bit more out there, but you get, you get the point. Never do anything just for the tax reasons. And so many people fall into this trap. Uh, we were talking to somebody just off camera a few minutes ago, asking the question of, well, can I do this? Can I do this? And they're waiting until the end of the year to go, okay, let me get these questions answered, and then can I, can I, can I, I want, I want, I want, 
when you don't have a strategy in place to ensure that when that time comes, those questions don't have to be asked. Exactly. And I, yesterday at the airport, I was talking to a client, a new client coming on board, and he was like, hey, I've got these questions. He's trying to set up a corporation. And he's like, can I do this, this, and this? And I was like, John, you're not the first person that's had that brilliant idea. And here's the rules. And he's like, oh, man. So you're just full of, you're just punching all my, uh, you're popping all my balloons. Yeah. Chris, you're popping all my balloons. And I was like, yeah, man, but here are things that we can do that are legitimate that you won't get in trouble for. So knowing where the parameters are and being able to say, hey, let's make sure that we address those and pick up those things like again the Augusta rule yeah been around since the 70s I think it's great man having the systems in place so you don't have to come to that point at the end of the year and uh, you're in a much better position for yourself your family and your business now somebody wants to get started with Chris Milton how do they do it how do they reach you we'll make sure we put the information there yeah um, schedule a time let's talk so that's okay. a 15 I say I'll talk to anybody if I can't help I'll make sure I get you to the right person um, calendly.com forward slash cut my tax bill I love it, man. And is there a website or somewhere the way they can reach you directly by email or is Calendly the best way? Calendly um, is, we're getting the website up and running uh, taxreductionuniversity.com. Yeah, actually taxreductionuniversity.com forward slash tax tips. Okay. I have a weekly tax tip newsletter. So sign up for that. Tax Strategy Saturday is coming soon. So nice. Tax Tip Tuesday, Tax Strategy Saturday. That's awesome. um, and then MakeTaxesFair.com is my is the business that we have where we, we help people one-to-one. -one. I so. think it's great, man. What you are doing for businesses, you've done it for some of my clients, and you've done it for us here, so we really appreciate it. Um, tax strategies are something that we need to implement into our businesses if we want to grow because we don't want to be throwing away money and too often we are doing that because we do not have a strategy in place addressing the very things that give us anxiety at the end of the year and we think it almost as part of doing business I have surely fallen into that category so someone like you is necessary to have in the back pocket have on speed dial to make sure that you're doing things right throughout the year and I know you work hand in hand with your customers and, and with your clients so it's appreciated buddy yeah there we go everybody get your systems in place Chris Middleton I appreciate it man thanks Thank so much you. till next time everyone